0: Welcome to Freelance Feels, a podcast for anyone who is freelance, self-employed or thinking about it. This is a bonus episode for festival season. I speak to Catherine Riley, a writer and director of Prima Donna Festival, which is coming up at the end of July. She tells us all about what it's like being part of a team that puts together a festival, all the different jobs that you might have to do for example learning what happens when you need to get food trucks on site and rigged up to electricity right through to booking a diverse range of acts including Betty Boo. Anyone who's into festivals this is a really lovely episode with some behind the scenes and some insight into freelance life and being freelance and running a festival enjoy Welcome to Freelance Feels, a podcast for anyone who is self-employed, freelance or thinking about it. Today for this special festival season episode, my guest is Catherine Riley from Prima Donna Festival. Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us at this busy time. Thank you for having me. It is a busy time, yes. We've got a couple of weeks to go, I think. The festival is at the 29th of July that it comes out this year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm really grateful to you for for spending the time chatting to me. Um, Before we talk festival, I'd love it if you wanted to tell everybody what your freelance is, what your work is, and you've had so many different roles but tell us all about you and what you do and and how you've come to work with prima donna as well
1: okay yeah so my my kind of working year is split into sort of into two, so I work on prima donna all year round but obviously mm-hmm. it gets significantly busier in the summer when the festival is and in the winter I'm more looking into like funding and uh, you know laying the groundwork for the program and stuff like that mm-hmm. so in the kind of in that kind of off season I'm also a writer so I've written um a novel that's coming out actually the week after the festival so it's a slightly insane yeah. <laughs> period for me <laughs> oh my um yeah so I sort of do 6 months of getting up in the morning Writing a thousand words, for however long that takes, um, and then getting on with uh, my other freelance work and stuff like that. And then the other six months a year is pretty much just full on festival stuff. So, um, I came on board Prima Donna in 2019 when the festival was first set up. So, I, I'm a friend of Catherine Mayer, who's who kind of came up with the idea of it for it, sorry, with, um, with an, her friend Jane Dybals. So, Jane has been in the music business for a long time and also has, happens to have a very large back garden. So uh, the first <laughs> festival was in her back garden in Suffolk. Um, and so they kind of got together this sort of squad, prima donnas. And um, so we're drawn from, you know, the, quite a lot from the book world, but also arts and culture generally. So There's people like Jude Kelly, who set up the Women of the World Wow festivals and um, Joanna Baker, who was the MD of the Edinburgh festival. Um, and uh, and various other very eminent people, wonderful women. Um, so, yeah, we just sort of tried it in 2019 <laughs> to see what would happen. And it worked. Um, we were all, no one was more surprised than we were. Um, so we had a gathering of, you know, several hundred people in this back garden. And we programmed. The aim of the festival is sort of twofold. The, the primary aim, as with any festival, is fun. So, you know, gather people around to have a... I, I, you know, and I was going to say an out-of-body experience, that's not quite right. An out-of-the-ordinary experience, which is what festivals do, isn't it? They take you out of the ordinary and yeah. plonk you in a field and you get to do stuff that you would normally do and it makes you feel better about all the other stuff you have to do when you go home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, there's a, <laughs> yeah. So that bit definitely works. Um, and we also wanted to kind of create um, a hybrid festival between a book, a literary festival mm-hmm. and, and a music festival. So bringing together the best of the, both of those worlds and getting rid of the worst of both of those worlds. So, for example, we've got a real premium on having, on having nice toilets. Um, Excellent. Which we are often complimented for. Yes. So, <laughs> um So the Writerly programme is, you can come and listen to brilliant authors, like we've got uh, Kit Dewell this year and Juno Dawson and Erin Kelly and Joanne Harris. Um, and you can also learn to either be a writer or get better at writing so and then on top of that you can also meet agents and publishers and people that are it's a very small kind of intimate festival so um, in the first year two people one person just kind of had a chat with Lisa Milton, who's one of the premier dons, who happens to work well. I would say work for HarperCollins. She's she's very high. She has she runs it, um, one of their imprints, H- wow. HQ Stories.
0: Wow!
1: And that person, Louise Mumford, is now on her third book. She's got two published novels behind her. Um, she's wonderful. She's coming back to the festival this year to interview Erin Kelly about crime writing because they're both crime writers. Um, and we also started in 2019 the prima prize for unsigned writers mm. and the, the first winner of that um Alyssa, is also coming back to the festival this year with her brand new novel that's just been published so um yeah. we use the festival as you know a stepping stone and a kind of way of democratizing industries that are famously hard to get into so mm. i know so with music as well we've showcased a lot of local talent a lot of emerging talent um, we had uh, self-esteem come last year, and
0: oh yes, the la- one of the ladies playing. of the moment with her absolutely like you
1: can't get away from it now. And I mean, mm. in the nice spots away because I love her music. <laughs> and, and we've got um, Baby Queen playing on Friday of the festival this year, whose music on, is on the TV series Heartstopper, and who is destined for, I think, as a stratospheric a rise as, um, as self-esteem. So
0: amazing! Yeah,
1: that's a very long intro to what I do, but that is basically
0: all of it my goodness and And then just a bit of bit of novel writing on the side (laughs) I love that idea there's a few things there but one of the things that really jumped out at me is the idea that the power of going to something and seeing where it leads as a freelancer so the people that went as as writers and networked and talked to the right people are now returning as guests and published authors in their own right I mean that's not for everyone who might be thinking should I go to that event will I really get anything out of it Hell yeah, your life completely, your career might change completely if you put yourself in front of the right people at
1: the right event. And it's not just writers as well. So um, Sabina Akhtar, who is one of our, is one of the Prima Donors, so she came along and um, uh, she had already helped program a, a festival called Bear Lit um, mm-hmm. for South, South Asian writers. Um, but on the back of her spectacular stint programming our festival, she now works for the WOW Festival. Like mm-hmm. full time, you know. So she's moved into a much bigger programming job. We've got Helen Oldfield came to the festival last year as a volunteer and now does our PR. <laughs> we mm-hmm. had this wonderful, brilliant woman called Daisy who ran our green room last year, who's coming back this year, and who um one of the other women uh, dollars mentored her and has got her work. She went to and she's working in the Groucho in London, and she's mm-hmm. destined for great things. So yeah, there's all these kind of you know you get creative and cultural arts people together, and there are opportunities, you know, yeah. and if you're that's what I love about Prima there's so much kind of overlap and synchronicity and people encouraging each other, you know, there are genuine, people genuinely are like, how can I help you in your, like, a, by getting you a drink, or B, <laughs> by getting you a job, you know, so there's, it's nice, it's a really genuinely nice, you know, it's one of those, you know, encouraging uh, atmospheres that people talk about, but it really genuinely does happen. Sounds wonderful,
0: I'm kind of like, yeah. what am I doing on the 29th of July? What are you doing? I'm not even sure. I think I'm actually free we'll discuss this afterwards I'm gonna see if I'm free um yes yeah, so the other thing is the idea of, of championing freelancers and self-employed people whether that's the artists the singers the bands um writers speakers who who are all I, I guess freelancers and perhaps marginalized in some way so people mm. that like you said might not easily find a platform without mm. someone saying hey can I can I give you a hand up the ladder here is, mm. was that a real purpose for the festival as well always from yeah. the start Mm-hmm.
1: 100% so we absolutely like we, we don't want to just uh, replicate another festival we are very determined to make our festival as more diverse than anybody else that sounds ridiculous but, you know <laughs> as diverse yeah. as it can be um and so last year and also you know the prima donna group is diverse and we want that di- diversity reflected in the thing that we're creating so that everybody is in- invested in the product that we're putting on so we had uh, half of our writers last year were writers of colour, half of, not writers, our, our whole programme, you know, I think one in ten people were identified as queer in some way, there lots of working class um, artists um, and artistry, uh, disabled writer, writers and artists, so yeah, it's really, it's significant and important to us that we do that, but also it makes our program better because mm. this, it's such a, it's a kind of underused talent pool, you know, um, of brilliant talent. It's, it's a no brainer. So it, it just, it makes us, it makes us a really fantastic festival.
0: Yeah. And do you find that by being more open to a different range of guests, I guess, we're not saying that other festivals don't do that, but you're actively doing that. Is Do you find that then also, two things really that obviously yeah like you say expands the program of what you can offer it brings this amazing talent pool but you're then discovering new talent and and saying well yeah look actually we didn't know this person was here and and perhaps no one else had given them a platform do you find people are they're self-employed people and they're saying you know thank you so much because i've tried i've pitched to people but i haven't found doors have opened for me but this is working
1: we definitely do get that from the people that come that we program, but we also get it from the audience who are mm-hmm. like, I haven't heard of this person. Thank you so much for putting them on the platform because I wouldn't have heard of them otherwise. So it's a two way thing. You know, there are, one of the examples that I use is last year at the festival, we had um, we had a, 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 a panel on belonging and home. And it mm-hmm. just happened to be that everybody on the panel was um, a woman, um, was a woman of color. um. Uh, yeah, and there was probably some other diversity I can't remember. But anyway, the, what happened in the discussion was that everybody started talking about food <laughs> and, <laughs> and memories of home being linked to food, mm. and it was so it's so powerful that because everybody, no matter what your background or where you come from, that is something that we all feel like it's a you know it's a very kind of primal thing, isn't it? And so it was just instantly relatable in a way that people kind of were like, oh, I didn't expect, I didn't expect, you know, people I don't know they think they're going to have the you know, have it, <laughs> drilled homes in like, is a diversity panel, it's not like that, it's just mm. conversations with people. So, yeah, i I'm, it kind of, it, yeah, hopefully it, it works both ways for
0: everybody there. Oh, that's brilliant! It's and for you, as one of the people that's helping organize the whole thing, how does it work in terms of sort of the, the freelance side of things? I guess, how do you juggle your freelancing alongside this, and how does it work for you as someone who's sort of part of a, a creative group of people, a sort of small business? one of a few small business owners the prima donnas how do you juggle all of that how does that work for you sort of on a daily and, and sort of organizational basis
1: yeah i mean i'm not going to lie there are long hours in the job um and and actually I, I went freelance at the same time as you set up this podcast in november 2019 oh, cool. so um mm-hmm. it's, it was a particularly spectacularly bad time to do that because <laughs> Two months later, every single piece of work that I'd Atlantic. lined up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just went out the window, and we went. You know, the festival. We had this idea that we put the first festival on; it was a great success. You know, that the second will be easier, third one easier, blah blah blah. It's absolutely not proved to be like that. So, mm. 2020, we went virtual, and actually, it was really, really successful. And it was at that time when people were still there was still a novel- <laughs> novelty to Zoom, <laughs> I don't yes. to believe it or not, <laughs> um, and people were desperate for content because they had been locked down for a long time mm. by then. Um, and we, we programmed an entire weekend like as if it was a proper festival, like 24, you know, four o'clock on Friday to four o'clock on Sunday, like we did with the, the in person festival. So it was a lot of work. Um, but it was great. And I'm really glad we did it like that. And then last year, again, we thought, oh, you know, we'll be clear by this. <laughs> yeah. And there were lockdowns, there was a pandemic. It was just, you know, it's a kind of an ongoing challenge. But in answer to your question, which was about, um, yeah, the, the kind of freelance thing, it's, um, you know what it's like as a freelancer. You never, mm. you never want to say no to the work. It's always stressful. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're always worried about money. I now will have to worry about my own money and the festival's money, you know, yeah. managing the budget. Um, but it is, it is the best job I've ever had. It's so much fun. I've, it's been such a steep learning curve to kind of go in not as a festival producer and two years later to very much think of myself as a festival, you know, mm. a, festival, a consultant, a festival producer. So, yeah, I,
0: I wouldn't change it for the world. That's one of those freelance things, isn't it? It's like there's the real fear of, oh God, what am I gonna do? Or oh, maybe I yeah. could pivot. And then you're like, yeah, I could literally pivot into anything if, if I try. I mean, generally as some people might say, Well, you can't pivot into I don't know, being a freelance ballerina, you know, I'm not gonna go pivot <laughs> into that next week. Exactly, <laughs> pivot into being an uncle, locum doctor. Probably not. Um but yeah, you know, we can we can almost be chameleon like yeah. without freelancing yeah. if, if and if the world tells us we've got to because like we're putting it on virtually and and managing that but yeah if we choose to we can say, okay great well I I do fancy exploring something else there's a real excitement and power to that isn't there as well absolutely and occasionally I get to a point
1: where I think I just want a nine-to-five permanent job that I'll be in for 20 years and then that obviously it passes really really quickly (laughs) 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 but yeah there are those dark moments where I think it'd be really nice to be a -A PAYE for you know a bit
0: do you scroll when I get that, I often go on job websites and scroll. Yes. Oh I'm like, this is the biggest waste of my time ever, but I find myself scrolling certain websites, being like, "Oh, look, sensor, what's the features editor?" Um, why am I even looking at this? but it's almost like I feel like it's a bit like looking at a dating app when really you know you're in a happy relationship, but perhaps you're having a bad day. <laughs> that a terrible way of looking at it. <laughs>
1: That's a great analogy, I like it. <laughs> it.
0: makes sense, doesn't it? And you obviously have a lot of freelancers on the team as well, I suppose. So yeah, everybody... From we all, we're all freelance. Everybody yeah. is, yeah. Right down to the people, the caterers and the, the roadies, everybody. And yeah. um, I know one of the names you've got on the bill for the music um, is Betty Boo, which yeah. I'm sure there are lots of people listening going, oh my God, what actual Betty Boo? I That's don't know, I remember <laughs> in rain, it? You've got somebody yeah. like that and then authors and crime writers. And was it always the intention to try and involve as many unusual people as possible in terms of, yeah, yeah a musician from the 90s a writer from who's just got a signed deal this year the old and the new the young and the old
1: yeah and i think because because our audience people ask me who our audience is and i, I honestly have to say everybody is our audience you know we have such a wide range of people coming so in a, in a sense we have to really kind of make sure we program a really diverse age range you know background range ethnicity uh, it's the, all of that stuff but um yeah it's it, it does it does make life interesting you know yeah. um it, and it's great to have someone like Betty Boo who is now coming back she's written a new album so she's coming back she's still I think she'll still do the do but I <laughs> hope she'll do the do <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone like that who's like what do you call them a veteran of the music seat. Yes. and then yeah. someone like Baby Queen who's literally just starting out and is going to smash it like 100% no doubt in my mind that she's going to be like this huge star in a year's time yeah. so we've kind of and across all of it, across theatre, across the writing, across all of it, we we like to kind of have that range.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh my goodness! I hope people are literally signing up for tickets as they're do I? listening yes. to this. There's still tickets available, aren't there? Yeah, there it's are. Good, yeah. it's not sold out. And in terms of we we talked a little bit there about the sort of the the joy of pivoting. What other things are joyful about freelancing and being self employed for you? What are the, the, the good bits that, that you really enjoy? The good bits and we've just touched on it there is just the mm.
1: variety of what I do. Mm. So uh, and and that every day is a learning day. You know, I, I every every year actually with the festival, there's a new bit of it that I do that I didn't do last year. So for example, this year i booked all the food vans. Oh, so cool. I've learnt about yeah, which is really cool. So Tastes? I get, I've like mm-hmm. spent happy minutes like salivating at cheese toast sandwich menus, thinking, yeah, we'll get there in definitely. <laughs> and and more practically, I've learnt about you know electrics and how you hook up a, a a van to a to a circuitry on an outdoor system that's really really geeky but like it's really interesting yeah yeah so there's a huge range of what i now know some of it is entirely useless outside of this job but um <laughs> it just it just it, it keeps everyday interesting and keeps me on my toes and i like that
0: that's really cool. I love those things though. That's brilliant. You never know when you're going to need to know when to hook up a food van to right. external electricity.
1: Yeah. Come the revolution, I'm ready.
0: Exactly. You'll be like, guys, get the food vans out. I know what we're doing. Let's head into the desert like <laughs> I'll that. Oh, hook now. us up. Exactly. <laughs> Toasty van. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> and what are the the more challenging parts for you? What are we again we're sort of sitting in that hole, we'll actually just prefer the nine to five. What what else comes up for you when in terms of the challenging things and the harder parts of freelancing? So
1: the challenging things, especially now, are that I, I'm here in this room on my own mm. all the time. Um, so the challenge in that is stopping work, um, actually, and but also not having people to bounce off. You know, you, you, email is fine and phone calls mm. are fine, but that, there's something about being in a physical space with someone where you can just either vent or think of an idea, like things happen more organically because you're just talking with them about, you know, who should we get to do this panel or what, what kind of, you know, what kind of thing do we want on the music line mm. on a Friday night? Mm. Um, and that is, I, I do miss sometimes the um, that you know that that's the, the camaraderie of being in an office yes. or an office mm. space. However, I am innately antisocial, so I'm quite yeah. happy being. up. <laughs> 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 so antisocial? My... Helping to run a festival seems like a slight <laughs> yes yeah, so of interest. yeah. <laughs> That's why it works. For like half a year being a writer, sitting in my pants, mm. you know, not talking to people. Half a year, how much we be more gregarious? Yeah. That.
0: That's <laughs> part of, I really. I often think freelancers are their own Venn diagram. I always. Yeah. I always do. I do the Venn diagram thing with my hands. Whenever I say this, it's funny. I look down. My hands are like crossed over. So you've got kind of festival you, writer you, and then in the middle is kind of that this lovely crossover where you get to spend time. That's another joy of freelancing, isn't it? I guess you. Yeah, yeah you can choose but like, I need to go away now. I want to go screw myself away and write and involve myself in my words. Is, yeah. that, is that a kind of almost, a, even though that's one of your freelances? is that a form of self-care in, involving yourself? In I absolutely and- think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it like allows you to pick and choose when you can, when you're being that version of yourself, you know, mm-hmm. you have the freedom because you pick your hours. Um, yeah. You can, you know, if you feel like you want to work, you know, all the stuff that you know about working late when, you know, be, everyone's gone to bed, so you can just get your head down and do stuff. Yeah. Or, yeah, the freedom to—I was going to say—take the morning off and go and have, go and have toes paint, paint, painted. But <laughs> I've actually never done that. I think I keep promising myself maybe, in, maybe in August. Um, yes, post yeah. pre
0: festival, you've got pre-festival, to pre festival toes. Yeah. Yes, and so sure they need to time. be themed with the the cool <laughs> yeah. sort of like. Oh my god, that's the dream. Pre Describe the the uh, the, logo. the logo. Is it pop art or is it more sort of? I'm yeah, I don't
1: there. know how, it's, it's yeah. It's very distinct, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think you need to go with Festival Colours, pedicure, please. That's an order, that is an order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take your order. <laughs> I love going and getting my nails done, though. It is one of my... Well, they're very origins. impressive. Yeah, no, I've, I've had them. People, if you hear this, go on Instagram, because I'll put my nails on Instagram, which I always do. <laughs> um, but we digress. Yes, yeah, so self-care. What, what else comes up for you for self-care? Is there anything else that you rely on for self-care to keep yourself um yeah exercise exercise, actually Mm -hmm. what do you like to do for getting out
1: going for runs going out on my bike um making myself i've got um i was given an apple watch my father-in-law gave me his old apple watch Mm. and it it tells me i i thought i would hate this but it tells me to like stand up and breathe (laughs) simple instructions (laughs) um literally it says breathe which at first was alarming, but now I understand it's more like about, you know, mindful breathing. Um, mm. But yeah, just move, moving, actually moving out of this room and out of the house once, uh, once a day. That sounds like, that sounds very basic, doesn't it? But I, but move, making my body mm. move is really important.
0: But we forget going, to do that. To, we yeah. really forget. And lots of freelancers will post on forums and say like there's things like loneliness and there's sort of I'm feeling really stuck today. And, and often it'll say to people, just right. literally get up and walk around the house. Or get out just what yeah. sort of say go for a walk and people say to me well where should i walk i'm like go out the front door choose left or right keep going for 10 minutes right. stop turn around and come back again and, and everything sort of often falls into place doesn't it when you get up out of your chair yeah mm.
1: and actually i think it's a good habit that i got into or relatively good habit in lockdown because we were so bored of being in the house that yes. we everybody did it didn't they they just started pounding the streets around around their neighborhood so yeah I live next to Finsbury Park. I've never seen oh. the park so busy and not just busy with people, you know, kids smoking like it used to be, but it was full of every kind of person from this neighbourhood and, and around. And it was lovely. And, and that, some of that's definitely, I mean, the kids smoking is still there, but there's some of that yeah. uh, neighbourliness remains and, and, and that habit of getting up and going for a walk, you know, maybe even if you're busy doing timing all your phone calls, so you can do it while you're walking. That sort of stuff. Yes, that's a
0: really good tip. I was going to ask you for some tips. Um, to sort of share with people. As Incidentally, I actually lived in North London during a pandemic and Did you? I would walk from my house, which was Hornsey near Crouch End, I'd walk to Finsbury Park, do a lap of Finsbury Park and go back again. Oh, so well, we, we probably walked past, past each other.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. Hey. Oh my goodness, we probably had lockdown walks together and not even realised yeah. it. I love yeah. serendipity in that way. That's great. Yes, yeah. so brilliant tip. Have you got any others for people who, I guess, perhaps? two different kinds of tips if you wouldn't mind I mean guess for people who are feeling challenged by their freelancing things that have worked for you that have helped keep you on track and and keeping on wanting to not go back to the nine to five jobs and also Mm. for people who are who are in a marginalized community or background and would love to try and break into their industry in some way what what kind of things they can do to try and and get themselves further forward in, in their trajectory so to take that one first, mm. I think
1: it's really, really difficult because, you know, some of the breaks I've got have definitely come because I've been able to volunteer my time for free. Mm-hmm. So I've either been paid well enough for a job that I've had a bit of time and I've used that and it's created an opportunity. And I know, especially in marginalized communities, that is just mm-hmm. a lot, not a luxury that you can you can afford. So net, I mean, networking is the key, isn't it, to all of this? Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there are really good people out there that will try their hardest to pay a fair wage for a fair job. Mm-hmm. And that is the minimum that we should, you know, we should expect. Um, and I think people are getting it a bit more now that you do have to pay. Yes. <laughs> you have to pay interns, you have to yes. pay freelancers. Um, uh yes so um that's not particularly helpful but i yeah just being being confident networking putting Mm -hmm. yourself out there it's a hard thing to do and it's not something i was ever particularly comfortable at or good at comfortable Mm. with or good at but yeah eventually you kind of it does pay dividends yeah
0: you find your people Um, don't you if you network in the right areas you start to find your gang and then you're like oh maybe we'll go to the next event together because you've got a mate from event one who might be happy to go to event two and are you a yeah. fan of business cards, incidentally? When you're I, don't have never,
1: I don't think I've ever had a business card. Ooh. Um, no. So people
0: should just introduce
1: themselves. I mean, i like, love them. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I've never invested in them, but um, yeah, I quite like one. Yeah. What I really want for, for the festival, I must sort this out because time is running short, is a Prima Donna logo tabard, high-vis tabard. That's, that's my goal. That's my dream. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's quite a niche freelance bit of kit, but that's, that's what I want to have for myself. Um, in two weeks time
0: <laughs> I love that like a tabard like like a cleaning lady tabard that's all I can I used to have one. when I worked in a cafe when I was uh,
1: <laughs> you know like a neon like a neon yellow thing
0: so people can see who I am
1: yeah and people can see me is. coming from a mile off with uh, matching nails <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah yeah you're um, clicking together yeah and so answer the first part of that my 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 absolute fail safe Uh, The thing that I use all the time is lists. (laughs) It's really, really straightforward and simple. So I have lists on my phone. I have lists on my desk. I have Post-it. You know, I I list things so that it helps me not panic when I don't know when the next paycheck is coming. You know, all of that stuff. I kind of have, if I have a list of money coming in, money going out, um, work coming in, work coming out, then it's always calming. And then if I know that I'm going to be a bit skint for a while, then I can make a list about things I want to write in that time or things I Mm. want to do
0: you know about using the downtime wisely isn't it someone else said that on a recent episode saying look if things are quiet what can you do can you update your blog can what what things give you the the control and the autonomy over the situation as well it's a bit of that isn't it yeah definitely Mm. yeah Mm. brilliant and what else is coming up you've got your book coming out the festival is coming out shortly what else is in the pipeline for you anything Um, else on the horizon
1: those are the two big things really so the festival wraps up well <laughs> the festival starts and stops uh, at the end of the month i'm very 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 excited about that kind of moment when the gates open and people come in and it's all it all happens um and then a week after that my book comes out and i'll have to do uh i i, I look forward to doing um, <laughs> events around that and um, taking that out into the world really so that'll be that'll take up the autumn definitely and then once we get to christmas I'll be thinking about Prima Donna 2023 again. It's quickly it
0: goes around. My goodness. I think people don't realise that you have to start thinking about the next event as soon yeah. as the other one ends. It's, it's just never yeah. ending, isn't it? It's like a <laughs> yeah, constant it's process. Yeah. You're looking at yeah. it like Jenny, don't say that. We haven't even had this year's yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I,
1: I get it. I'm, I can handle it now. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's been a real joy to talk to you. Um, I'm feeling very inspired. Um, could you tell people where they can find everything about you and what the book's called? And then of course. they would like to try and get to Prima Donna, everything about Prima Donna for tickets, etc.
1: Of course. So Prima Donna, um, everything that you need to know, the lineup, ticket information, all of that is at primadonnafestival.com. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Catherine Riley. I, am, I think I, I, I have a website, catherineriley.co.uk. Uh, and my book is called Is This Love? And it's out on oh, the fourth of August.
0: Brilliant. Oh, I want to. I want to get you to tell us a little bit about the book now. I can't believe I haven't even asked that. <laughs> sure, tell us okay. about the book. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, Excited about so the book. It's I my. To ask you
1: about the book? No, no, it's fine. It's my first novel. Um, it's about. There's two characters in it. Well, there's a few other characters. The main characters are. There's a character called Jay uh, mm-hmm. who you meet at the start of the book. Who's like this very kind of capable, gregarious, outgoing person. Um, and you you see Jay fall in love with their wife who is like very kind of beautiful, uh, adored uh, object of Jay's affections. And they have this kind of intense love story, fall, fall in love, moving together, and then cracks start to appear. Mm-hmm. And the, their breakup, which becomes very toxic and dangerous and dark and twisted, oh. <laughs> is told from the perspective of Jay, the first person perspective of Jay. Mm-hmm. And you never know Jay's gender, so you might read Jay as a man or a woman, and that would be that. Has an Im- impact on right. how you interpret their their love story, and the wife whose story is told through letters and diary entries and legal uh, communications and things that you think are objectively true. And as the story unravels, you're not really sure who's telling the truth. And there's two completely conflicting stories about this breakup.
0: So, oh, goodness, that's, that's, yes. wowzers! <laughs> Whoa, it's I mean, quite a tale. yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and I loved it because at the beginning, when you said they, I thought, oh. I wonder if we yeah. know if this is a man or a woman. The fact that the reader has to interpret yeah. is so you can you can
1: bring to it as the reader. What I wanted, it, I always intended it to be that I, mm. I that way. I always want. It's hard to write a book where you don't reveal the gender. It's really, really like linguistically mm. quite difficult to do that. But um, yeah, it's interesting. People that have read the book. Um, Sometimes, sometimes some of some, some of the, so people that know me think that Jay is a woman because I'm mm-hmm. a woman. People that other people think that, that Jay is a man. Some people change halfway through the story. I now can't remember. <laughs> I myself <laughs> refer to Jay as, as a man, or it's very confusing. But anyway, it it uh, it makes for an interesting book. Hopefully, um, brilliant.
0: Yeah. Oh, fantastic! And, fantastic. So people can buy. Is this love? Um, early, early August, uh, Fourth of August. Fourth of August. PrimaDonnaFestival.co.uk for tickets and all the things about Prima Donna, and all the best with it. I look forward. What, what, if they want to follow on social, is is it at Prima Donna Festival or? It's at Prima Donna Fest on Twitter and at Prima Donna Festival on Insta and Facebook. Brilliant. So if we can't make it, we can see all the pictures and videos and things. Absolutely. On the Have a Google. Check it out. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, and all the best with it and the book launch. Thank you very much. Thank it's been you. A pleasure.